Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Ian. And I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. episode is brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. Go to BigEarPedals.com and buy a Big Ear Pedal. They're awesome. Grand Karen beautiful. So I've, I've never owned a pedal by them that I didn't like. Me either. I've owned the same pedal multiple times. <laughs> That's how much no, I liked it. Yeah, you've owned multiple woodcutters, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not telling this one because it was actually like that's good you it was actually your last from one and it was really good yeah you you borrowed that and then i had my like pedal purge and then uh grant had me in a secret santa so i'm yeah. never getting oh. rid of that now yeah. Nope. oh yeah that's right well this episode is also brought to you by our patrons who we went to our patreon at patreon.com slash the effects loop and gave us money what was the new tier we're adding scott um, the, you pay extra if you don't already own a Strymon Volante and after a certain amount of time, we just give you a Strymon Volante. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> that, uh, we're, we're discovering like our Patreon group, like that's now the pedal that we all have. You're welcome. I, yeah. So out of the host, was I the last one? No, 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 no. Chris doesn't have one. He bought, he used he, yours though, right? Chris bought mine. Um, he bought for it? me. He found one for 300 bucks oh. on Craigslist. And he was already holding 300 bucks of mine from that um, that Schechter deal that was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he already had my money, and he was just like, he's like, you want, to get, want me to get this instead? I was like, done. So Yeah, please, and thank you. Yeah, I've got I'm mine. I love mine. Raising my eyebrows at Scott because I'm the reason that he wanted a Volante. Yeah. Ian, you have a Volante as well? I do. Yeah, I've had one for... Well, uh, you're now a host on the show. Congratulations. Yeah, you right. Got it. Just got drafted. Yeah, Bye, I, did, I did my homework early. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this episode, <laughs> the entire lineup changes for good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So like the cool thing about the Volante is like while it's you know, you can get that crisp, almost digital delay sound out of it. Mm-hmm. It has so much range. There's just a pluck in it that you just don't get from anything else. Oh yeah. Well, and I love the spring reverb that's built in. Mm-hmm. It's super natural, very usable. It's not like extreme at all it's right. just like having a good tank on an amp we have now talked about the strive of volante longer than we talked about the company that actually paid for us to talk about them on this episode and so that's why you're going well, to go to biggerpedals.com and say f the volante the i'm getting a pedal from them <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. striving who right yeah but anyways volante i mean wrong. we're in probably about a week or two from now, you and I are just going to be talking about the Albi for the next like five weeks. So, as we're just talking mail. about the so, Volante now that. while we have the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's move on. And uh, but and if someone's what's new is I bought a Volante, I'm going to be pissed. All right, Scott. What's new with you? Uh, do we talk about my DRV? Uh, I don't. I got a new DRV. Another one. Yeah. Another one. one. So you own two, or this is the second one you've owned? This is the second one I've owned, because my okay. first one went away during my peak of the gear market gear purge. Oh, uh, yeah. You've still not played what, this what, one. What's the color scheme on this one? <laughs> it's white with, like, the rainbow. The uh, number two? Isn't favorite. that what it's called? Uh, it's I the think favorite it's color scheme of mine. Number three? Number four? It's a number? 
Uh, I think it's a number three, two. I don't know. It's it is a number that is not multiple digits. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So number um, nine. Full disclosure: number I have not. Nine. Ian is correct. I have not yet plugged it in. Oh, dude, you're pulling a Diaz where he buys a pedal and it just sits there and he never plugs it in. It's been like a month you, now, right? Are, are you talking about my uh, Walrus Slow? Because that's basically what happened. Yeah. I don't know. I get like, it's really weird. Like I get manic and like buy a pedal and I'm, I get it and I'm just like, what do I do with it now? I'm like, I'm going to have to move stuff around and that's just a whole lot of work. Yeah. My my thing is just, uh, so I just have my i have my board put away right now since I, last time i played mm-hmm. at church my kemper is in its bag and i just had my quad cortex setting out to like just force me to use it and get mm-hmm. more comfortable with it and as a result i don't want to mess with any pedals because it's just there i already have everything right. there um but i did just get some of those ernie ball patch cables um that are actually the, quite affordable the thin um, ones the flat ones uh no they're the regular ones the, the switchcraft oh. jacks and whatnot um okay they they make a good like 18 inch kind of patch plug so i've just been using the effects loop on that now and it, it lets me plug in what i want to plug in but oh, that's cool yeah i guess that's what's new with me ian did you get any new toys uh no i wish i wish i had some new stuff to talk about i've uh got some stuff on order from sweetwater that i've been waiting on for a while now um which is kind of a bummer. Waiting on some new guitar straps, which they're just straps, so it's not really. Which one? What about. type of straps are they, though? They're the Demarzio buckle straps. Oh yes. Oh wait, wait, wait. Is it the uh, the um, like the white one? It's uh, well, they come in all sorts of different colors and even know, some but... different types of materials. I ordered a uh, four uh, black ones in like the non-standard. It's not like the standard nylon strap. It's some sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like I a used, bit of a texture to it. Right. I, I use those. I use the, the white ones. Nice. Yeah. I'm so, really looking so forward that's why to it. When you said you ordered straps and they were on back order, I was like, because every time I order them, I, I have to like, I wait. Or my Sweetwater rep, it, I knew my Sweetwater rep before he was a, a Sweetwater rep. Oh. So, so I'm like really good with him and he'll like message me and be like, hey, we got the straps in. And I'm like, dang, right, I need a couple. Yeah. I so, wish. I, I, it's, uh, Tomorrow will be five months from the day that I ordered mine. Yeah, I I think the black ones in that material are harder to get. Yeah, I mean it makes sense, but I'm yeah I'm excited for whenever they get here. But uh, it it probably shipped from China and it's just sitting in a cargo ship waiting to be unloaded in California. China. Yikes. All right, yeah, but that's uh, those are really great straps. I absolutely love them. I've got them on all of my guitars. Yeah, and it's fantastic because, like, I literally can just like grab one any strap and it's not a big deal and they're they're i've had strap locks i've had every company mm-hmm. strap locks dunlop was the one that i used the most Schaller was okay but i've i've never felt secure with the strap locks because i've seen issues with them mm. these i feel like completely comfortable with one of the things that i'm looking most forward to about it too is because I've, I've done the dunlop strap locks before before and they're nice you know but um the main thing with this is like I I like to play with a wireless unit. Um, mm-hmm. I have one of the sure like I can't think of the, like the XL yeah G- whatever the, the GLXD or whatever yeah, or it is GLX. and um, you know you can run it where you just kind of clip it sideways like onto the strap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really prefer to I tape run mine. the strap through it. Um, but when you do that, obviously, like you have to take the whole strap off, and like it's a whole thing to like switch it onto a new guitar. And this right. thing, I can literally just unbuckle and buckle it onto a new. 
I, I, I always I always tape mine. I always had I always just bought other transmitters mm. and tape. But with this strap, you could tape it on and be oh, all yeah. set and just clip and go. Because I've that's another thing with uh, wireless. I I don't know. Maybe I've got trust issues. You do, but <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, this is you have trust I'm issues with everyone but me. And for some reason, I tell you that you do. You anyway. Yeah. Um, but then let's, let's, I'm let's also... not psychoanalyze our friendship right now. <laughs> that's for our other podcast. Uh... Yeah, I still need to start my other podcast. That's what I needed to get. Oh, dude, you really do time. need to start that other podcast. It's going to be fantastic. So uh, for all of our listeners on here, you guys know that I work at Burger King. I've, I've worked in food pretty much my entire working career. And I'm gonna, I want to start a podcast called uh, Fast Food and the Furious. And like have it like I was I got to get a, a, a logo and I want to do like the Fast and Furious logo but like Fast Food and the Furious and you're just telling stories about like the worst experiences in working in fast food. I mean I've had so many like just at, dude I'm with you I, just, I worked for Subway for like three months and that was enough for me. Oh you were an artist. <laughs> you were yeah, a, sandwich a sandwich artist. artist. Yeah in That's... Peoria Illinois and I I love Peoria I went there for college great town. Um, but the thing about working at that subway was it was pretty much exclusively college students, which were fine. And then the people in the neighborhood over there that like knew exactly how much everything cost down to a penny came in with cash and like, Oh yeah. They raised the taxes once and like everyone was flipping out. Like, where am I going to get seven extra cents? I came with my exact change and everything, stuff like that. And, uh, but there was one, probably the crate. Well, I had some very colorful coworkers, but, uh, outside of that, like, one of my craziest stories was this woman came in with her, like she had like two kids that were able to stand, you know, like walk themselves in and ordered their own food and stuff. And then she had this, she might've been two, one and a half, something like that, uh, year old daughter that she was carrying, who was old enough to sort of understand some stuff, but wasn't really speaking, you know, but she knew what she was hearing and wouldn't stop crying. And the mom tried to pass her kid over the counter to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> to, so she's like, can you please just hold her while I like get some stuff? I was like, no, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> what do you think? You're like, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, but well, I'm like 99% sure this is a health code violation of oh, some sort. Yeah, absolutely. She was like literally dangling her kid over the counter and who, who is the kid is old enough to understand that her mom is trying to give her away to a stranger right now. So she's screaming her head off in the restaurant. it's like, dude, so it sounds like the kid's smarter than the mom. So right. they got that going for him. Come on. Listen, I, I just recently had the one of the craziest ones was I had a guy speaking of like people who knew their exact amount. I we just recently changed our prices. You know, cost of service, cost of goods is going up, cost of labor is going up, mm -hmm. so our prices are going to go up. Um, and had a guy come in and he just got like, I told him his total and he like scowled at me and was like, no, that's not right. And I read it back to him. He's like, well, I'm going to need a receipt. I said, yeah, I'm like I'll give you a receipt. Mm -hmm. Like it's no no problem. And then uh, he ends up um, getting all hateful and just everything, like he, everything, there was a problem with something. I set his bag down. I'm like, you know, here's your food. He goes, those fries better be hot. So I just grabbed the bag and I took it. I said, I got fries coming up in about two minutes. I said, I'll just wait for those. He's like, well, I could still try those. I said, no. I was like, you're not like. No, you just made a big deal about your fries right. being hot. Yeah, you just made a stink about it. Pick, pick and one, then, bud. Yeah. And then he starts arguing with an employee and starts recording us and i was like i was like no i was like you're gonna go i said i'm gonna refund your order you're i was like this is too much you're you're gonna leave yeah 
<clears throat> so I refund his card. I give him the receipt. I said, it got refunded. He's like, I'm not really, I'm not leaving until it hits my bank account. I said, it doesn't work like that, dude. I said, you can, I said, go. I was Legally, like, not, we can't I'll, keep you in the store overnight. <laughs> You're going to be like, well, depending on what day I told it was. Him, like, I told him, I said, you know, this private property, like I have all the authority to tell you to leave or yeah. I'll call the police and they can ask you off the property. Right. So he throws a drink oh, yeah, in the lobby. I don't do it. So I shouldn't have, but I went outside. And I took the other drink that he left in the lobby and poured it on his truck and told him he forgot one. So he called the police on me. Well, and he was really mad when they're like, yeah, we're not doing a report on this. Like, <laughs> you need to leave. This is private property. Yeah. He got so mad. Well. All right. Well, that was our first episode um, that Scott got to listen to. Yeah, we'll to just like take a chunk out of, the, of this. Well, podcast. how about this? If you like that, go to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop and tell me that I should do that podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so. We'll go hurry up and jump to what's new with me before Scott falls asleep. Uh, I got a Nintendo Switch, which is not gear related, but uh, it's got Tony Hawk and we, I, I, it's got Tony Hawk and, we, and that's related to the podcast because we did. All right. Just FYI to everyone. That's literally what he sounds like. That's not even, that's, that's not fake. That is, if you've ever slept in a house with Scott, that's it. He needs a CPAP too. I slept at summer Nam house like a baby with my cpap no one heard me all right let's move on to gear news <laughs> this is bullcrap because they can see each other and i can't see <laughs> they can be over there yeah they might have they mastered morse code yeah, they, that's sign, american sign yeah. language we're snoring through morse code right now yeah <laughs> yeah all right whatever <laughs> Ian, go first. What's the first thing on the freaking list? Uh, I think that's Bill Finnegan's thing, right? Yes. That it, that it is. It, it is. All right. So, oh, wait, are we timing uh, this week or no? Uh, nah, we've got Ian <laughs> we on here. We're going to... All right. Young, naive Ian, who... <sighs> that's what they call me. Young, naive Ian. That's his uh, screen name. They've, on, they've been well, calling me that for messenger. like 15 years. Yeah. All right. So three minutes yeah. on the clock. Go in. All right. Tell, tell us about this. Uh, there's really not much to say about this one, to be honest. It's Bill Finnegan saying that he's going to do something. Failing to do it. That's about it. <laughs> Failing he to do it, it right no. away. So. <laughs> in the pre-episode, I was <laughs> in the pre-episode. Ian's like, no, but he started a YouTube channel and everything. I'm like, well, you don't so, know Bill. Okay. You don't know Bill Finnegan. So I, mean, I do a uh, little bit. My thing about my Bill first. My well, first ahead. summer name I ever went to was the one where Bill Finnegan was like, I don't know if that was my first or my second, but it was one of the early ones was Bill Finnegan was like, no, nah, I'm coming out with a new pedal. And this was, at, oh, was, was this that after the, the was that the cute, the, the clon, uh, clean Bill Finnegan yes. announced that he was coming out with a new podcast about <laughs> fast food related stories. Right. <laughs> and he just never did. Yeah. He's keeps he's saying just, that he's going to, well, that's a lot of work. I'm just looking forward when KTR has finally come back in stock around the United States after four years. And I'll call so up Eastside Music stop. and be like, hey, remember that pre-order I made that you never fulfilled? So you can they stop telling you? me that you're going to yeah. sell yours because oh. you never will. <laughs> I mean, And you shouldn't. I shouldn't. It's, it's a great pedal. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Yeah, that, that's wait, my reminder. Uh, King uh, of Tone list. DS, do you have a KTR? No. I've and never... you also don't have a Volante? I, I do have a Volante. Oh, he has a, okay. I was going to say. 
Yeah, no, I, I've never owned a KTR. Um, I played one before, and I really didn't jive with it. Um, I've heard a lot of people play them and make them sound fantastic, but mm-hmm. it really just didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, it does a thing. It's not one of those, you know, it's not, quote-unquote, well, a transparent thing. Like, it actually, you know, changes your In all tone. fairness, though, I've never really owned a, a Klon-style uh, pedal that I like besides the one from uh, Electromotive Sound Co. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that's because... I mean, he put a certain set, you know, like diode in there or whatever, or like he had the four knobs the mod too. So, oh, like the sick as. Well, well, my I I still love my three knob one, which Ben still is trying to like get me away from. I don't know why, but um, I don't know. There's just something special about it because one of the one one of the knobs are dual gang, so it does two things at the same time. Right. Oh, so he split them out. He split them out. Yeah, it's the drive knob that controls like a low mid kind of thing right so the the higher the drive the more it does actually change the eq so there's a separate tone control for like the upper mids i believe um and then the yeah i think that there's like a but there is a mid-range hump that increases as you increase Mm -hmm. the drive of a clon that's one of the special things that it does um so it really does have some some sweet spots i know there's a lot of people that say that like they sound good pretty much at any setting of the drive control um, I mean, Josh Scott goes on record talking about how much he likes he, just blasting it. Yeah. yeah. And you and I both run ours pretty clean. It's the same. It, uh, mine's at like 10 30, yeah. 11 o'clock, something like that. As Ian's and my pedal board slowly become the same thing yeah. over, <laughs> over our friendship. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's our time. And we I don't think we even really announced Bill's doing a live stream. on. A, he started YouTube and he's doing a live stream. And he wants to talk about what the KTR is doing, which it hasn't been in production for years. Yeah, well, I'm curious. I don't know. I, I am kind of curious. The YouTube channel thing is what really sparks my interest. I know they're going to be talking about the production and stuff. I don't really care. I already have a KTR, and I think it is in his best interest to do the controlled releases that he's been doing, at least to some degree, because it keeps the hype up and all that kind of stuff. But, but he hasn't. What he, the, what he does is he overproduces it. The used market flatlines. Well, but that's, I think, the point, right, is, like, uh, I mean, the used market, he doesn't benefit from, right? Fair. So, by, by you know, by doing what he's doing, he he's basically screwing over the used market for a bit, which is kind of cool. And he sells honest, more of the news, new ones without a controlled news. Right, exactly. I don't know. I still think he should just do the King of Tone model, where you do a wait list. Yeah, but see, in, like, what we had said, we talked mm. about this a little bit beforehand, but at that point, I'd say, stop doing the KTR, um... And just start doing normal, you know, regular clons again. Is there really that strong of a market for the original clon? So the thing well, is, here's that's my thing. what I'm curious is what if he's going to talk about that on like his, the really popular on his one YouTube now, channel. Right? Because okay. we saw what happened with the clon this year. I mean, it completely spiked in prices. Josh Scott did uh, videos with, you know, they kind of did pass his clon around mm-hmm. to a few different YouTubers and like, the sales prices for original clones are going up and up and up and up and up. But like, see, and that's the thing. Here's the, here's my, well, we talked about the KTR was for mass production because it's SMT. Yep. And, um, but the thing also is with the clone centaur is that, um, <clears throat> it is really, uh, it's crazy because he could affect the use, the, the market by, reissuing or, or starting to make them again don't even call him a reissue just call him just to say you took a 20-year break or however long well, it's been he still makes a clon every couple of months and lets oh, his yeah, like, but, neighbor sell it well, right but you know you know yeah the, the we know that we know the story the originals on that, but... are 
still going to stay high. I mean, if people are still saying that the KTR sounds different than the originals, they're going to be saying that the new originals or the re-release of the originals are going to sound different too. It's, it's, in, it's, it's, it's in the paint flakes. They don't make the same kind what of paint anymore. What if Bill anymore? just exactly. shows up at your house and kicks you on the balls? Like any one who lists it, it's kind of like James Allen and Bob Strike Back. There if you list a Quan kind of on eBay or something, he gets your address and shows up <laughs> and just kicks you <laughs> in the balls. Yeah. I mean, isn't that Spruce <laughs> Effects? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I banned from buying oh, Spruce oh, Effects now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's, hey, uh, on August 18th, did you put up for sale this Klon serial number 587? Yeah. So, bam! <laughs> banned for life. It's like it's in the fine print of the original purchase that if this is resold. Yeah. Yeah. I get to come. All right. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't too much to that. Bill Finnegan hasn't yet done something. <laughs> Next. Okay. <laughs> we talked about it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes about something that is not happening, <laughs> nor will it ever happen. Right. Do you remember that one time when we talked? All right, so Walrus Walsh- Audio's Eris is a five-state distortion pedal brimming with high-gain character. Um, I love the artwork on this. Is that a Minotaur? It's v- I, I believe it is, or I mean, it's some sort of mythical creature. Apocalyptical four horned bull. Okay. Oh. I love the color on it because it's very bold. Like, it's just, I think it's beautiful artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I, and I love some high game pedals. I kind of want to mess with this. I, I mean, so this, it, this is kind of a different breed of a previous pedal they've done. So they had okay. the ages last year, if you remember, right? Where it was like kind of right. tube screamer variants and some other kind of overdrive, light overdrive mm-hmm. stuff. And this mm-hmm. is going for the distortion side of it. So, um, is it based different distortions than one? What was? I mean, you're you're going. They don't say it exclusively here, so it's like LEDs or silicon clipping for unique flavors and yada yada. It's clearly a rat in here. Mm. Right. I mean, they they're even playing blur in the demos and stuff like that. And that was a rat on that original recording. So that's what they're going for. Um, more high gain kind of a thing. Tons of EQ control here. You got, you got bass and treble controls, gain blend and a volume as well as selecting what type of, um, of the five, uh, sort of arrangements that are in there. Um, and sort of the ages was one of those ones. Everyone was saying they love it, but it just didn't really, spark mm. and maybe it's just because overdrive market everyone already has so many overdrives but we'll see i mean at 200 bucks this this has potential being a real big hit yeah i mean i think uh i don't know you've got your your rat potential. you know like rats i think in, in some form are always going to be around so it is interesting how people change the circuit over time i think like the you know having the different clipping styles and all that kind of stuff is a good move. I've never, I love rat styles that have uh, a good control over the EQ. The filter knob has been always been an issue for me. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why the DRV has been so successful. And now you're seeing knockoffs of that kind of style circuit. Um, I've got the DVR. So you have, yeah. Well, I was going to say black Bob and just did an arrangement with uh, what was it called? 
Uh, Lake Effects is doing it. Looking it up. Yeah, see, I've never, I never really vibed with the DRV. Um, I wanted to. They're gorgeous. That they just like the colors that they release them in and all that kind of stuff. They look great on a pedal board. I love the top mount jacks. I think everyone should be doing top mount jacks. But yeah, I mean, it does a very specific thing. Um, I love like the clipping style, but yeah, it's like that cut control is very specific. And we're at time. Moving on. Oh, that was the alarm. That's what someone's phone was going that, that off. Was my, that, I'm setting an alarm still. Or, or otherwise, our users are going to get users. Listeners? Well, Kylo, shut up. <laughs> the alarm went off. We know to move on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is going to be a long episode. It's, uh, Johnny Mars. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Um, so let's talk about this new uh, guitar that Johnny Mars featuring here. Uh, he had it in his new... Um, single spirit power and soul which is a strat featuring nine pickups nine yeah that's a little overkill there i think eight would have been just fine but he just had to go there i just want to know what that does to his like the strings it's have still to just gonna be hum. sucked down to the neck the whole time with all that at nine it's still gonna hum because <laughs> it's odd it's yeah. an odd number <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah, like how does how does that affect like the the resonance of the strings have, having that much? That's Magnetism. a lot of yeah, that's a lot of magnetic pull there. But one thing I thought of is like just put the pickups on like sliders or something so you can slide them around to different spots. Oh, oh no no Why? no, they're all on all the time. Yep. What are these switches? I don't know. There's it's eighteen a- of them. There's 18 switches and two knobs on this thing. There's nine pickups. What is it? Are these oh hot rails? They each have four rails in them. Four? That's I'm... 36. <laughs> no, wait. Hold on. 18. <laughs> this thing's nuts. And I'm really. And that's I... like the built. Was it a built guitar that they did for Josh Scott? That's like. At least that I understand because it's all the different types, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, mm-hmm. I can kind of get that. I don't really, I mean, I guess in fairness, I've not heard any, I've not heard this guitar. So I don't know what you can do with it. I'm sure that it's got some unique sounds that, uh, here we go. Yeah, unique. Okay. This is filed under. I wonder you if those could. Could you do, you right. I wonder if those if those switches controlled like a parallel versus series wiring or something like that. That'd be very interesting. If they had like, do you think I Jack White saw this and was like, "Son of a bitch, that's brilliant." He's right outdoing me. I Dang just lo- it! I just love that Johnny Marr is still relevant uh-huh. after all these years. Oh, it's uh-huh. oh, I see. Wait, so it's Smith. It's so it's saying so? it's one giant humbucker. With nine coils wired in series. It's not how that works, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, it's, in theory, it could be. I mean, it's it's, it's essentially just taking like a... Uh, I mean, if they're hot rods or hot rails or whatever. I mean, yeah. in yeah, theory, well, Marilyn like, Manson could have given himself a blowjob, but it doesn't mean it happened or it should. Well, uh, it's, it's a loose definition I'm, of a hot I'm not going to get involved in Marilyn Manson anymore. Uh, uh, that was just a reference to like whenever we were all in middle school and heard the same 
rumor somehow. Do we even? So we don't even know what the switches do yet. No, we have no idea. I, we don't know that, if this is going to be an actual production. Timer hitting yet? Can we just hit the timer? Oh, I, 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 just, I'm talking, so we didn't hit, we didn't set a timer, Diaz. You just go to the next. <laughs> <laughs> next. All right. All right. So, the, uh, Ian, what's your turn? Right. This is yeah. I think uh, Gibson. I'm excited. Nathaniel Rateliff. That's a pretty sick uh, crossover. Big fan of Nathaniel Rateliff personally. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited I, about it. He's got such an amazing voice and his presence. I'm just excited I've about any artist on. that has uh, enough of it. Like, maybe this is just me because I'm I've have naturally gravitated more towards electrics over the years. Uh, there is a lot to understand about acoustic guitars. So to have an artist now, right now, in like the current like music scene and context, care enough to do a signature uh, acoustic with a company, that says something. I feel like I want uh, you know acoustics have not really been. We're migrating even back towards now electric guitar coming back into pop music and everything. We've been so far away from the Jack Johnson era that. You know, it's surprising I wouldn't even say to Jack see. Johnson. Well, no, but you got to remember we had the whole uh, um, Mumford and Sons revolution. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's then they bought true. jazz masters. Yeah. And, right. then, oh, yeah, they and were, then their they banjo player Dylan. left so that he could to- post on Twitter about politics. So well, oh, yeah. So the interesting thing though too about about those bands is like there's enough in the mix anyway that like to have one specific artist care about their one specific guitar enough, it, it still would have surprised me then. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be like it'd be like seeing Chris Stapleton do something like this, which would be very exciting as well. But oh, I would be all uh, over that. Like, I, that kid. I mean, hostess. so so most of the time when you see a signature acoustic, it's a recreation of something from the '60s. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they bought point. something, and it's sort of a it's a historic recreation, so it justifies like a six thousand dollar price tag on it. Which this is sort of, kind it's, of like, it's like the John Mayer Martin historic V profile, sort of. Yeah. In this one, the Clapton but, uh, Martin, Clapton Martin, particularly, but uh, at the same time, remember the Clapton Martin put Martin guitars on their trajectory of what they are today. Mm-hmm. I would Clapton definitely unplugged agree with that. changed the game in terms of acoustic music. It really did. It was a turning point for music in, in a number of ways. Um, yeah, which you know we can talk all we want about Eric Clapton and what he's doing to, these days, but um, being a dumbass. <laughs> But also the fact that this guitar from Gibson is coming in at only thirty three hundred. Really, it's only thirty three hundred dollars. Yeah, for a full. That's Gibson. fantastic. And it's it's got it's a gloss nitro finish. And it's a signature. Like that would be a five thousand. Like Gibson yeah. signatures. It's a, it's a vintage burst with a gloss nitro finish. Very classic, you know, retro stuff for for a very decent price out of the box. Yes, LR bags VTC pickup and preamp. So, I mean, there you go. Son of a bitch. So this could be a player. Give me a drink. <laughs> yeah, this. I, I think this could hit. Honestly, I mean, this is. Uh, I mean, who's been excited about acoustic releases lately? The last one that I remember actually caring about was the Taylor. Um, bracing the V bracing stuff that they and started doing. People hated mm-hmm. it. I've okay. I gotta say though, New they resonate scary. like crazy, but they're stupid expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a Taylor since 2005. Yeah, I've got a I've got a Gibson. 
I mean, I would do, I would, I would do a Gibson. I yeah, I've got my Taylor. I've got a one fourteen CE, and to be honest. I am very happy with with where I am with my the, the nice thing about the 114s with Taylor and I obviously we started this conversation about Gibson but the thing about um about mine is that it's it's laminate back and sides and so uh they're able to get away with way less bracing and so it's this very interesting combination of for the price point it's such an open sounding guitar because there's very little bracing in there because this, the back and sides are laminate and they're strong enough to support Mm-hmm. Uh, the guitar. The other thing that I don't have to worry about nearly as much is movement or humidity. So it's this great sounding guitar for a very reasonable price that I don't have to, you know, like worry too much about upkeep on. Um, and I can throw it in the back of my car and feel fine about it. Um, Whereas I have a 414. We live in the same climate. And right. you see, I, I have to baby mine. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, with like the, the vintage with the nitro and all that kind of stuff, like the different, like the temperature is even now important to the finish. So this, this Gibson would definitely be a a guitar that you need to take care of, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but at the same time, I mean, again, I'd say like, when's the last time you remember being excited about a new acoustic? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I am excited about? What's that? What's that? The new Ibanez AZ. Um, so mm-hmm. they've got the new affordable line at $299, the new Essentials line. So uh, it's a uh, Strat style guitar. It's got uh, two knobs and two switches. You got a pickup selector and then you got an alternate switch. So the, I'm, I just, I've got to go to this right away. There are 10 pickup combinations built into this guitar, which is pretty crazy cool. Yeah, I mean, they've been the AZ series for Ibanez has definitely been a a new look and new feel for them. And I, frankly, I think it's helped the brand a ton because you're seeing people pick them up like crazy, um, especially sort of the Instagram guitar aficionado kind of style. Um, but I mean, coming down to this low of a price point and still having those looks and everything after they've established themselves at the premium level, this could be very interesting because this is, you know, uh, Squire classic vibe pricing territory here. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, what other big, um, company operating at Fender scale has, you know, Yamaha, Yamaha Pacifica. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Although I don't find myself talking about Yamaha all that often. Um, I guess that's just me, maybe. No. Well, I hope you're not. I hope you're not talking to yourself about Yamaha, because <laughs> at that point we need to have a different conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I mean, that could, admittedly, like I could be swayed. Like when I think of Yamaha, I definitely think more in terms of their like brass instruments, because I came up as a trumpet player before. Yeah, and I think about their motorcycles. So, yeah. Well, that's just interesting about Yamaha in the first place is that they've got such a big, you know, they hit so many different markets, but. Uh, I don't really think when I think of guitars, Yamaha is just about the last brand that I would think of. I mean, I think of, you know, until you realize that Yamaha owns line six. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, So I did, I I did the math. It's actually eight combination, eight different things. Sorry, by the way. So let's talk about that alternate switch. Uh, There are, there are 10 different things in there, aren't there? 
now if you look at the well i'm looking at the picture over here yeah and, and if you look at uh two and four are the same with the switch on and off oh, okay so uh on when the alternate switch so, off, oh you so this changes the alternate switch yep. changes between series and parallel i was about to tell him ian oh you can go ahead <laughs> 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 All right. So with the alternate switch off, you've got your standard uh, pickup selections. You got bridge, bridge middle, middle, middle neck, neck. So with the alternate switch on, whenever you have, uh, let's see, in the one position, we'll say, make sure we all talk about the bridge, closest to the bridge. You've got your uh, bridge and middle. There are series in the middle position. So two is the same either way in the middle position position three instead of just getting the middle pickup you're actually going to get the neck and the bridge pickup uh position four is the same either way and then position five the neck position has the neck and the middle pickup series or in series just out of curiosity does this count as you reading a list um this is me deciphering a diagram (laughs) all right that sounds a lot smarter. Let us yeah, know I, I, if you'd like to hear Diaz start that podcast. Diaz reads list. It's already Diaz, been started. No, no, it's this Diaz list. deciphers diagrams. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Just right. You know what? I, honestly, I want to do a podcast where you have to like, well, see me. Like someone sends me a diagram and doesn't tell me what it is, and I have to try to guess what it is because I have no engineering. I mean, like, I make I, diagrams this is a, this all is a day bar for work. Of so. my favorite pies, and this is a pie well, graph. But if you send it to me. I just bought a pie at the store, by the way. Got me one of meme that was like, when are we going to get back to the days where we can just leave our pies in windowsills again? Bring that America back. It's like, I don't even know what that means, but hell yeah. Hmm. Why would you leave your pie in the windowsill? Isn't that where you you let it cool and that's where a cartoon dog floats in the air following the the scent line that clearly comes off of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get dirt Sky and knows. bugs and like builds character. So it switches between series and parallel. <laughs> kind of. Kind, kind of. of, yes. It really yes, kind it of messes with the this like basically is going like the music man route, except the diagram actually makes sense. I've never been able, to, by the way, to make sense of any music. Well, that's because I explained ever. it to you. You're I welcome. Mean, if you ask me, I'd rather just have nine single coils all in a row <laughs> with 18 all right, let's switches. Keep and on, don't know what they do. Yeah. yeah. All right, whose turn is it? I think it's mine. Um, uh, yeah. Dragon Force's Herman Lee has teased a custom PRS that he has in the works which surprisingly includes a floating Ibanez bridge. That's really crazy. That's crossing. So, um, the, uh, and the, also the cutout for the middle pickup definitely has like the Ibanez feel to it. Are we saying, hold on, is this an actual like Ibanez bridge or is PRS too? basically tooling? Their on own? the left they are. Well, on the right, I don't know if they... Uh, okay. Well, Anywho. so PRS does make a guitar with a Floyd on it. Yeah. So is right. this is this PRS's so, bridge or is this an Ibanez? No, no, bridge? no. no this that, is, that's Ibanez's it, bridge. That's, yeah. It was, so I, was it? So Herman Lee, he was an Ibanez player for a long time, wasn't he? To everyone's knowledge, he still is. That's the thing. Is I think no. At one point, if I'm, I I, I could have had a dream about it. <laughs> But at one point, I think that there was discussion about him leaving Ibanez. 
And I think the, the, I think a while back there was a like he showed up and played a PRS, and I think that was where that that kind of started. Was the oh my gosh! So this literally looks like a PRS, like PRS made an Ibanez. Kind of, yeah. Even with the if the the switch over there, PRS doesn't do a switch like that on the right guitar. Yeah, they do. The black cover? They don't really do that, do no, they? No, they do. That's that's standard. They've got the white one on the silver sky, but every other for the single coil style pickup switches, they've got the they black. They do the ones. plastic cover over the switch? Well, I mean, like the, I have, I have well, like it's a the Gibson same shape style as the uh, maybe it might be the S series stuff, but they've got the they've the same shape of uh of uh selector switch thing that's on the silver sky. They've got in black for it might be some of the S um, I thought it's the customs have that guitars or something, but um, yeah, because for a while, honestly, like I remember, because I've got a Silver Sky um, and the uh, the white ones that one. Well, this is just an interesting kind of boom sidebar, but the the white ones that come on the Silver Sky are in a different sort of plat like finish. Okay, but uh, can we talk about anyway, the top they, horn they, on the orange they one? Broke a lot. Yeah. yeah uh, let's okay. Do so that. first let's off, the the, to... the black pickup switch embedded <clears> is exactly what the custom twenty four looks like. Okay. okay, that's what it was. Yeah, custom twenty four. Okay. The uh, yeah, that orange like the scalloping kind of in the in the. It looks upper like a shark shark bite. Yeah, very cool. Shark very bite. cool. Well, it's a hand grip. Yeah, I mean, but that's his two thousand seven Ibanez. So. Oh, is that what's on oh, the right? Yeah, on oh, the right is, is the two thousand seven. The, it, it, yeah, the caption right. is two Herman twenty twenty one versus Herman twenty oh. two thousand seven. All right, so I've been having a totally different conversation than you guys. So this is. <laughs> No, I was kind of. Have you, you been thinking the one I've on the half. left is uh, is an Ibanez this whole time, despite having no? I've been thinking inlays? the one on the. I've been thinking the one on the right was a PRS too. I'm just curious about the angle here because the when, the inlays look like the, the the inlays looked like the small bird. I don't know. It looked like the owl up there. I don't know. It looked. This is something okay. that you guys can probably both educate me on because I've not followed PRS for probably as long as either of you have. When yeah, have they included other it. companies' hardware in signature models or any model? Um, so, I mean, back in the day, they were Seaman Duncan or Seymour Duncan pickups. That's fine. They I understand pickups. pickups. That's fine. But, but to, to do a bridge, that's interesting well, they, to me. Well, they've done that's Floyd Rose. Very, so, like, specifically, I mean, they, they, that's interesting to me because when they did the Silver Sky, they retooled that bridge themselves. They weren't borrowing any bridge. Yeah. Meanwhile, they were still aiming to mimic a classic Fender. So they they still did it themselves, right? So it's maybe, interesting to maybe me that they didn't the, retool an Ibanez bridge and do their own thing to it. Maybe, maybe. well, you have to under, I mean, think about it too. Herman Lee does use his floating tremolo, his floating tremolo quite a bit in his music. It could just be his maybe, own choice, I suppose. Yeah. It, it, I, I would 100% say that his like thing was like, it's got to be that bridge. Well, and also remember, he, it's actually, as long as the carve is there, he could have gotten one with a Floyd and just swapped in the Ibanez. Right. If, oh, if himself it's po- yeah, after the fact? Because it's on but two posts. So if, if those posts are in the same spot, you could swap it. That's true, well, it, but this he is also, him teasing it, right? And so they, PRS they hasn't necessarily announced that this is going to be a, a signature model or anything. It could just be a one-off. Um, but He could have just changed the bridge aftermarket like a normal guitar player would do. Yeah. Which is fine. But then if he's if he's teasing it rather than just saying, hey, check out this one-off thing, it... And harkens back to John's release. He just sort of started playing Silver Skies without announcing it, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Everyone's like, "What the and, fuck is and that?" And so I, it'd be interesting to me if 
he started teasing a guitar that he did his own modifications to. You know what I mean? Because this seems very PR focused. This is, I mean, this kind of stuff is intentional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I, but it's curious to me because I don't know. I've not, I guess I've not been around long enough to see that kind of collaboration between brands. And I know that like when it comes to just off the shelf parts, like you could throw a Bigsby on anything and be fine. But I don't know if I, like with Ibanez Bridges, if that. If, if it runs off the same two posts that, you know. Like, but for I, even just from like a, from PRS selling that kind of thing, do they have to jump through legal hoops to be okay selling stuff with Ivan as this? Well, I'm, I'm sure. I think as long as yeah. they're buying it from them, it's fine. Right. Interesting. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I mean, that Revolta uses a Duesenberg bridge for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, well, it's like there's, there's stuff that you can sort of just get, you know, yeah. well, off the shelf I, like that. They, but. they also, I, I would think that to sell it and I, I mean, to be able to sell it and use the name, they'll have to, I mean, they'll probably, they'll have to get permission. Right. You know, when but Paul the, could have just decided it's not where like this is great armchair the, the, uh, copyright law guys I, I just gotta say listen so <laughs> yeah i want to talk to y'all about this vaccine so i watched two youtube videos <laughs> right, right <laughs> and, exactly. Listen, exactly. i know i didn't graduate high school but <laughs> I, yeah. i've studied and researched all right let's let's move on um to something that is actually gonna Did happen we want to talk about, about the Lawler? Yeah, that's yeah, what that's we're what, getting on. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, I must have gotten my, my stuff out of order. Or I'm just yeah, constantly interrupting Diaz. You're doing well. This week on... You're doing, you're doing, doing, great, you're doing a great job. This is, this is great. It's another <laughs> annoying Paul Reed Smith player in Chicago <laughs> pissing off Diaz. This is this is what I've wanted the show to be this entire time. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm higher than John Cusack's socks right now, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a thing. If you if anyone's ever met John Cusack, the pedal builder, <laughs> and seen how high his socks are, <laughs> they're higher. The <laughs> oh funny thing is, they're, not only they're higher are than you Robert enough Keeley. of a dork to have made that joke, but we're enough of dorks to have understood <laughs> that joke <laughs> and laughed about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all yeah, among friends here. We love you, John. <laughs> the, only, the only thing higher than John Cusack's uh, socks is Robert Keeley. All right. Um, go. Let's go to the next thing. Let's just... So Lawler has re-engineered the Regal wide-range humbucker to a Jazzmaster size, which okay, continues cool. the, the, the tradition of people loving the Jazzmaster shape but hating the pickup and wanting something I think, different. I think Jazzmaster pickups look freaking ugly. Well, that's 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 your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly. I mean, so the there there's been a lot of love for the wide range pickup lately. So you saw Fender yeah. re-release or, or come out with a new way of doing the Cunefe pickups and they've been very popular. Uh the Lawler Regals <laughs> was a, a very popular swap for a while. And there's been a lot of people wanting to throw humbuckers into a Jazzmaster without it being too humbuckery. I know, like, even, like, Lambertones did the Crema for Jazzmaster, yep. for example. Yep. Uh, former sponsor of the show. Um, and so this is just another opportunity. 215 bucks each, meaning you're looking at, you know, 450 bucks, All yep. done. Yep. With tax. Yep. So. Lawler just makes solid pickups, though. They're you great. Know, I mean, They're you know just, that you're going to be getting a good one there. Yeah. Um, 
I, I had a say set of Lollies in a Pelly once. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that their attention to detail is is pretty nuts, so I'm sure they're going to be fantastic sounding pickups. Um, yeah, I mean the the whether you like normal Jazzmaster pickups or you like humbuckers in there, that's a, I suppose a different combination or a different conversation. Um, but if wide range humbuckers are your thing, I mean, I'm sure they have nailed it. And you don't want a Telecaster, right? <laughs> right. Or right, a Starcaster, exactly. or what else were wide ranges in? <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I the, the, the interesting I thing about this thing. is that, is that really, I mean, for the most part, yeah, it's it's these are aimed at people that have normal jazz masters with the normal jazz master form factor pickup in it mm-hmm. that want to put humbuckers in it. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, just put a humbucker. Yeah, you can get jazz master style bodies that are routed for humbuckers, and then you don't need this. So it is an interesting kind of the the interesting thing about this is that they're going for a specific market. Um, but Speaking I'm of, sure that there are builders out there too that can start throwing these pickups into their in their custom builds and. Yeah, you don't need a new pickguard. You don't need any. Right, yeah. exactly. So. Speaking of new pickguards, and throwing pickups into things, we're gonna move on to the next thing. You're welcome. Is this the same guitar that we've talked about before, but it looks better? No. Oh, okay. All right. So, so I'm, I'm convinced these guys had a booth at Nam. Uh, I have I a picture in my phone of something that's What's just the Canadian like guy that does does gear reviews? Okay, uh, why don't we tell the listeners what we're looking at? All right, so Reddit guitars. No, no, no. I think we should just keep alluding to it. Okay, and figure so, it out. <laughs> go Google it. Reddit guitars. So they introduced the Voyager modular guitar with interchangeable pickups that can be swapped in seconds. Seconds. His name's Daryl something, right? Is this held in by right. magnets? Magnets. How the fuck do they work? Um, mm. I don't. I couldn't tell you. You can you can change the control plate as Darryl well. Braun. Is that like who the control. Like, Daryl Braun. Is that something? Does, There's a YouTuber. Does guitar does, reviews, yeah. I swear he's reviewed this already. Perhaps. All right. Sh- shut up, Ian. We don't want people to know that other people know things about us before us. Or whatever. Right, next week on stuff. Ian and Rob's Diaz. Sorry. Go ahead. Gosh. All right. No, I think it's an interesting concept. So this is a guitar essentially that has like a modular pickup section. It's interesting in the sense of like I've always been interested in jumping off of a building onto a trampoline and seeing what happens. But like I don't think it's a great idea. It's <laughs> sort of like the hey, yeah, I don't these, have... guys, these guys were at Summer Nim. Yeah, it's I like a... their booth because I wanted to make fun of it earlier. Okay, well we can just make <laughs> right. fun of it now. All right, well, so this is the classic, let's take a cutting board, let's put magnets on it, and let's swap it in and out of a guitar thing. Essentially, yeah. Well, it's sort of like a, you know, it's a more... Don't you dare compare it to the Titan. I that will. thing is, no, don't you dare. I, I will. will. I'll oh, mute your mic. Oh, shit. No, the thing about it is is it serves the same function. It makes it easier while being more gimmicky. So it's it's a trade-off, right? So the thing that you like about your Titans is that you can... You can have pre-assembled pick guards. What was the that you thing have to take at, your at that off. the lady like was throwing at people to give away the neck rest? The, like know. guitar neck rest, whatever you're resting your guitar against the wall or something like that. Oh yeah, you guys were mentioning that. I never saw it. Yeah, no, it's the same idea. It's something really stupid that shouldn't be done, and no one's really gonna buy it. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's gimmicky. The person the thing who buys about, this. Well, the thing about these gimmicks, though, is like. 
I mean, honestly, what's what's the price point for this thing? Because gotta be at want, least two grand, right? So that's my thing. Is so if you just it's want actually fifteen hundred bucks. A variety. Well, still okay for you an introductory buy, price, and then for each <coughs> each of the modules are two hundred bucks, which I assume does not include the pickup. So you can buy three or four, three to four hundred dollar guitars for the same price mm -hmm. that are probably going to play just as well, right? Because their emphasis, I'm sure, is going to be on their on the modular systems that they've got not on the yeah but what are you going to use to chop your celery with well i guess that's another piece of gear huh but <laughs> that's the thing is it's like all it's these a trick question guitars, i like when i when i the guitar if you that leave I'm the module the out as an acoustic that's a good question actually maybe they've got like a <laughs> <laughs> does it just does it kick the piezo on? Right, they've got a they've got a piezo in there that just like defaults when it's off. So, so but, this does remind me of um, I want to say who makes the um, TV Jones had like a demo block <laughs> where they did like a jank version of yeah. this for sampling their stuff. So, well, I like right. the idea of that. If this is just for a booth to like check out pickups, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, Lawler did this so for. that people could try out their new jazz master humbuckers. It's not, it's not like, what it's for. That's that's great. It's great yeah, for like not, a floor that, demo that was type not their thing. Intent. That was but not their other intent. than that, I don't care no, what pickups are in the guitar. I'm going to gravitate towards the one that plays the best. So when you're starting to talk like about offering modular guitars and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff, it's only going to be worth it to you if you've got like six of their different modules. Because otherwise, you're paying fifteen hundred dollars for maybe two different guitars when you could just spend yeah. four hundred dollars on on a guitar that does that thing. Just as well, I'm sure. I, I can't wait till Gary, with his wedding band, mid-song swaps one of these modules for his solo and swaps it back out. Yeah. No, no, you right. listen, listen, listen. The solo on Stairway was played on the Telecaster, so I've got to go to the Telecaster pickups for the solo, but the rest of the song... Meanwhile, oh, now you need buckers. a swappable 12-string setup. Yep. Is it, oh, here's, honestly, here's six honestly, extra strings that I can. Are you gonna play like, Hotel California in its entirety? <laughs> right. This is like a caveman string model. Really, <laughs> that's exactly what this. This is like a barbaric variax. Like the variax is like, no, no, we'll use a you know a piezo and we'll like change it and you know, no, no, it'll be sophisticated. And some guys like, why when I can just cut pieces of wood out mm -hmm. and just swap them? Right. But that's stupid. That's the thing. It's like this is a really cool thing to do for science. But if you're expecting people mm -hmm. to pick this up for the, their regular, this is. This this is like going back I to just... the cutting board guitar guy again where we're, he had like an article in like guitar player magazine on it and we're just like this is something you built in your garage congrats on your first guitar <laughs> right well that's like you know i i definitely applaud like definitely go go down this rabbit hole for sure but i don't know that it's going to be a value to most players unless it's a damn good guitar first and foremost if you want to start offering the modular pickups and stuff after that that's great but I'm just skeptical of any new guitar company, um, you know, with, with gimmicky things like this. Because it immediately, and this is just my own perception, I guess, my own bias, but it immediately is screaming at me, This it's going to play like a $400 Squire. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking it, of $400 guitars, this week in Harley Benton. Diaz. Harley Benton. Thank you. I uh, was giving space for dramatic effect. Oh, it worked. <laughs> oh, it works. All right. Um, oh, I don't like. 
Oh, this this so, reminds me of the finisher master. So Harley Benton releases a new run of the Fusion Three with new finishes. This one down here looks like the Fusion, like the Fender Showmaster. Yeah, that's kind of what they are. So Boss launches the Waza <laughs> Air Base. <laughs> is this worth? I just, I wonder why this exists. The Waza Air Base. I really do. Um, Wasn't you know, there it's a funny. base mode in the Waza Airs? Don't we like? Don't we already yes. know people who do this? Yes, Ben actually did this. Yeah, this is what Ben Ben was practicing on at the Summer Nam House. So is Ben going to be mad that he has to buy a new pair of Waza Airs? So may, I, I think what it really is, I, you probably get better bass response in the headphones. I think they're it's the not, exact same headphone with different amp models in it or something. I don't think so. I think that, let's see. What that amp can, uh, well, did any of us read what? The, no, Diaz. We all learned from you. I don't know it's very i don't know it, it seems like uh they're sort of start trying to say that there could be differences almost in like the irs for base cabinets or something that this is sort of tailored to the I, somehow playing a bass in a room feels different than playing a guitar in a room and they're trying to tailor it towards that somehow i don't know I, to me it just looks like marketing um it's hard to know how they're actually different mechanically or functionally. Like, um, I don't know. I've, it's hard I don't to know. say. It I mean, hey, it maybe there is, is a need for it. We just don't know yet because it's all, yeah. It doesn't it's all say and... what the frick has changed. Hold on. I'm going to go to my boss, Waz Airs group. Like, not even kidding. There's I'm a group for that? Him. Yeah. We uh, there are too many Facebook groups, man. There are too many. Well, no, no. You, really a lot of people like, share. Yeah. They share their settings and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. No. All right. So someone mentioned it, and no one said anything. It just looks like the same oh. thing, just marketed towards bass players. I think, really. Um. Other than that, they've not mentioned anything. We'll just have to wait and see. Other I than they came out with a carrying case for specs too. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no one has any, I don't know. No one's really said anything. Everyone's like, there's a base mode on the boss walls of air. Like <laughs> that's, that's exactly literally our what... response. I mean, right. Why? Just, just so. Why? Let's see. Oh, they've got acoustic drum patterns and a metronome built in. Uh, mm-hmm. Neat. I, you know what? This is the thing that people are bitching about where we look at stuff. Um, I can't. I don't see. It's just anything. hard to know what to talk about in these kinds of things. Half of these articles are large just like, custom yeah, designs, fifty millimeter thing, drivers, they're trying to deliver. make a big, uh, you know, hubbub about it or whatever. When it's like you're really just saying one thing three different ways trying yeah. to get people excited about it but but ian the drivers are 50 millimeters which is exactly the same as the two inch drivers that were in the previous version <laughs> listen hey but this is metric okay oh i was about oh, to say shoot, shoot. all right this is really let's, aimed let's... at european bass players okay dv 405 <laughs> yeah, right bass bass <laughs> yeah. all right um Speaking of things for coming out from the Roland pack that our listeners probably won't buy that I think is cool. Uh, Roland has come out with two analog 
circuits from the TR-707 and the TR-727 drum machine, so you can just have them in your DAW. So if you know what those are, you're probably yep. pretty happy about it. They have a cloud subscription service for $19.99 a month or $200 for a year. Or you can buy them outright at $150 each. That seems kind of on the high end of a plugins, but... I guess it, as with anything subscription-based, it just depends on how many years of use you plan on getting out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the subscription model is the great way because it stops you from paying for plugins anymore by paying for plugins. Exactly. Thank all you, right. Well, thank you, Slate Digital, for that one. All right, that's great. Let's talk about this stupid-ass decision. <laughs> I have a feeling this is our topic. Yeah, this is the topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, or at least this is, I think, it's going to piss people off. It's the it's it's up there on some of the dumbest shit I've seen this year. So Gibson has uh, partnered with Rally to allow <coughs> users to invest five to ten dollars in a share of three hand-built, one-of-a-kind, artist-approved Gibson Custom Shop prototypes. So basically, <laughs> in the boardroom. Uh, and the, the the three their signature guitar prototypes. So there's the Tony Iommi Monkey, which just came out oh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the Adam Jones Les Paul Custom that came out earlier this year, and the Slash uh, Double Neck. And these guitars <laughs> normally will go for something like sixty five thousand dollars to ninety five thousand dollars, mm-hmm. which are absolutely ridiculous ridiculous collector prices. But ridiculous. now ridiculous. So now this lets you be a partial owner of it. This is NFTs for guitars, isn't it? Yeah. So you buy you're you, it's you're buying stock in this guitar, literally. <laughs> so if like, someone sells it, does that mean I get my stock back? What? That's what I'm you, curious about. Is because you're buying into the value of the guitar as it changes right. over time. And but the who value owns it, judge. and how does that affect, like, if ownership like transfers how does gibson that... keeps ownership at the gibson vault so if you're a fancy pants person like remember we went to the gibson store and like we weren't allowed backstage but ryan was mm-hmm. yeah but okay so <sighs> and to do I... this you have to give them your social security number by the way <laughs> yeah that's what? exactly right gibson gibson having my social security i number. totally trust gibson with my social security number i totally trust gibson to make a quality guitar that's worth me like watching rise and fall in value over the t- at this point like come on really like the value oh yeah all that gibson's gone through that's great that they're turning the brand around and everything that's fantastic but they're asking people to invest in the long-term value of their brand but they're, the the jump in point is a guitar I think the that they built guy now. Is behind this. this isn't a guitar that they built years ago. This is a guitar that they built now. They're asking us to go in on the value of a guitar that they've built in 2021. That they get to sell right. the value of now. Listen, guys. It, it, so we're paying for, for Gibson to keep a guitar in their vault. For I don't even know if Gibson's going to be a, a company month. in 10 years. We have to see well, how things on. go. In all fairness, I gotta say we we're asking people to give us five to ten dollars every month just to listen to a show that's free <laughs> that we don't even release every week. So <laughs> we release almost every week. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, they're doing that out of how much they personally value your content, not how much they that's, think other no, people no, 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 value no. What, this what thing. What they're that doing they're is they're in. trying to recoup R and D costs. 
No, I, well, I mean, I mean, your Patreon, <laughs> your your patrons are very different because they're they're donating out of what they value. Yeah, they're probably your still as smart as the people who are going to do. For this, me, so. giving in fairness, Gibson one of our dollars, one of our patrons owns multiple Adam Jones Gibsons already. So there's that. Yeah, that's very. True. But this is very different because I don't get. This isn't how much I value this instrument. This is how much Hold everyone on. else does. Did we ask? Did we ask Tom if he's going to do this? <laughs> we should. Hold on, I'm, I'm doing it right now. Well, no. So here's the thing. Like, I don't really know what it is outside of. If I'm owning stock in a guitar that's just going to sit at Gibson for the rest of my life, this is like buying stock in the Green Bay Packers. It's pointless. Yeah. It's something to hand on your, hang on your wall, right? That you don't like, maybe they're shareholder votes if you get to do something, but like what happens? Do, does this mean I have to get a, a quorum of shareholders in this guitar to convince Gibson to sell it so that we can recoup it takes our a stock two price? Thirds, takes a two thirds majority vote to get it tuned to D. Gosh. I mean, it's. I'm thinking about changing the right? pickups. Hold it's, on, we gotta take it to the board. <laughs> then does Gibson get to charge us rent and recoup us oh costs as, as, for holding the guitar and all that stuff too? I, don't, I just think you know. I mean, it's, it's. This is interesting. Any instrument kept in impeccable shape is going to skyrocket in value in like 50 years. Mm-hmm. But so what? You're 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 giving it ten dollars now to hope that that ten dollars turns into a hundred dollars 50 years from now? Oh no, I don't think Gibson's ever selling these guitars. That's the thing. Yeah, but it's still right. it's a stock, so it doesn't necessarily matter. It's still like you can choose to you sell can it. You still sell like it any, to someone else. Yeah. stock, they're not going to sell the guitar, so you're you know, no one's ever going to. Okay, so either. so but, I, if it's that model, then are we going to all start trading stock as like as this? That's playing my other card? question. The, the, the thing Here's, is, is who is going to want? So if if they're never selling this, right? Though this who is my puts, point. Who puts the monetary value on it? Well, it can just be, you know, like anything else. They've got you know whatever they value Jimi Hendrix's guitars at. No one's gonna ever sell those. There's there's people appraising it based on. Oh, Jim Irsay will buy it at some point. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's true. But the, so they're yeah they're treating it like a stock. Like no one's going to ever sell this thing, just like a company or whatever. Like you're never gonna fully get this back. So it's it's based on like, are people gonna want to buy this stock in fifty years when it's actually worth something? Who's gonna care about a guitar that was built in 2021? expressly for the purpose of having people buy it. Like I, I, I wouldn't anticipate being able to sell this down the line. Mm-hmm. Sheerly so out this, of lack of interest. So in this Who cares? week's episode of Gibson does stupid shit. I mean, this is still cheaper than buying a Gibson hat. I'd say, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very, this is, yeah, this is like <laughs> oh one tenth the price of a Gibson hat. But, uh, I don't know. I like to me. This is like one of those things that they can do for science, and they're not losing any money on it, which is great. It, it's preying on their fan base. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't it, know. It's, 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 it's a way of squeezing more money out of their fanboys. It's maybe yeah, and maybe it's like a fun thing to do for them, just because they can, you know. In which case, go for it. But this is something that I would sort of maybe expect out of a smaller brand trying something for fun than like a massive. I, I mean, I, it. it it's just interesting, I guess. I don't know. I mean, for it's not something I could be mad at because it's not hurting anybody. It is. You got this. Is like my this... listen. If those Gibson players could read, they'd be really upset to what's happening to their money. <laughs> yeah. I, as I as I turn around and look at my what three Gibsons sitting right here. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like so. It, it's a. Are you, you're going to get a COA. You're not going to get like real stock. This is not like something you can trade on a market. Listen, why don't you go buy a star and name it after yourself oh, instead? 
or buy a patch of it's about the land same in price. Scotland and, and you can get your family crest. I already have one, but because um, my family is actually from Scotland. Yay. Um, sorry, I killed that convo. Just never mind your first name. I was trying to come up with some stupid joke to make because your name is Scott. My, my name literally means Scottish person from Hamill. That's 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 my whole name. So there, you got that, and I'm mostly Dutch, so I don't even get that. Um, Interesting. But um, yeah, like if there's not like a market for these kind of things, what? So I'm going to go on a reverb with my five dollars share of the Adam Jones guitar, and try to flip it. Well, that's the thing is, it's like, this is entirely dependent on people's interest in the stock, right? Just like just like anything else, and it's even it's associated with the value of the guitar. Listen, which can three... go up and down absolutely, but still. Even if the guitar is valued mm-hmm. 50 years from now at like $100,000 because a vintage instrument by that point is just, it's going to go up in value. Who's going to want to buy stock in it? If, okay. I, if I can hold the majority of the shares, can I then get possession of the guitar? I don't know. I don't know if, if it works like that. But that's what the interesting thing is, is it's tied to no, the value of the instrument, own, not the You don't actually own of part stock. of the guitar. You, you just own part of the guitar. Listen, there's three types of people in this world I hate. People who invest in Gibson guitars, people who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and the Dutch. That being said, <laughs> fuck Gibson. I'm just kidding. That was, a, that was clearly a joke. As the only, sure. uh, only person on this show right now that doesn't own a Gibson, yeah. Completely intolerant of their culture. Oh, you sold the, you sold no. the Les Paul? I didn't know that. No, no. I'm no, no, Ian I, doesn't own I, I don't Oh, own Ian doesn't own Okay, I was like... You know, uh, maybe that's okay. I don't know. I I definitely appreciate their history. Especially you'll grow like, up one day. I I you know I grew up in Michigan. Your back will start hurting, and then you'll want a heavy Gibson. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. The older I get, the more what, I want. What, once you stop standing up to play guitar, <laughs> yeah, yeah they'll get to a point where my knees year, don't work anymore. That I'm totally in seven years. You're gonna be on here talking about how it's better to go straight into an amp. <laughs> I just right. want my Les Paul into my Marshall. If I want reverb, I'll go to a bigger. Dude, my favorite thing about though, like the, I just love anybody being elitist about gear because it is so freaking ironic. I had this guy come up to me after playing in church one day of all places to sort of brag to me about his gear collection. And in fairness, if he was telling the truth, it was very impressive. But um, he tried to tell me, you know, because I was running through an amp sim and, and, you know, digital reverb and delay pedals and all this kind of stuff. And he's trying to tell me nothing nothing compares to running straight into a class A. Hendrix would be ashamed of your board. And I'm like, dude, total bullshit. Hendrix played anything and everything new. And in, like, in, in the church, he said that mics were hot. <laughs> it's it's on the name. live stream. <laughs> but it's like these people that try and say that Hendrix would have done this or Stevie would have done that or whatever. You really don't know. Hendrix had all the newest pedals. That's the thing. Like he was There's an only fucking and, four of them, right. but he had them. He was doing <laughs> stuff before anyone else was. I mean, so he was a poser that didn't use True Bypass, so there's that. that he's but, a lead about this one way of doing His only number things. one hit was a cover. Like, also, on, his you... tone half the time was kind of garbage. Ooh. I won't argue. Just, no, it, he doesn't tone. because it wasn't it he wasn't was, all about this he, purity of stuff. He was running he through was, univibes uh, that it were was, jacking up I, the signal. Let, let, let's be clear. So he, was, he was humping his guitar into the amp amp cab to like get some of the sounds he was doing. So it was it Wednesday? <laughs> it worked. Whatever it was, but it wasn't you know that's that's it's funny to me that people get a lead about stuff. But Gibson's the same way though. And what's interesting to me about Gibson is that they're trying to do that about themselves. 
<laughs> and that seems a little weird. They're trying to rely on Listen, their own com- company's history. You got to play authentic. Um, and really, to me, as a newer guitar player, admittedly, I mean, I've only been playing for about six and a half years now. But as a newer guitar player, I only care about what the guitar in my hands is able to do, right? Now, if Gibson is asking me for $4,000 to play a decent guitar, mm-hmm. I don't care about their history. I don't care that it's been around since like the 1800s or whenever. It, I care about the guitar that's in my hands. Why am I paying $4,000 for a question. guitar from Gibson that I can pay you know, $2,000 for PRS to get a guitar that plays better? Ian. So you said 1800s or whatever by or whatever were you referencing that it could have been the 1900s or the 1700s? Uh, no, it was just me being pissed off. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I thought I thought maybe I could have you been were a like, little bit more. I thought I thought maybe you said it and weren't sure, and I wanted to see which side of the spectrum. No, you were no, no, yeah. But you know, and it's got this great legacy, and that's great. But Nothing for a company to be leaning on their legacy to continue to sell instruments is kind of horseshit because. They that legacy is built on quality over years and years and years, and now you're trying well, to lean on their legacy instead well, of the quality. You know, for a while they were leaning on their legacy instead of the quality, and that's you're not going to stick around as a company that way. I don't care breathe, how long breathe, you've been around. Ian, 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 fucking breathe, dude. Listen, <laughs> here's my question. So you, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of argue a point though. You're, you're Go complaining that. Uh, Gibson is going on about, you know, it's just based on its history. Fender has made like, oh, I'm not happy about Fender either, but that's a separate. I was about to say, cause like fin- Fender's just made the same four fucking body shapes and just keeps changing the electronics and calling yeah. it something new. Yep. So there, well, I mean, that's the whole Fender, thing. The theme. Fender's a different beast though, because but they've gone back and forth it? on how honest they are about what their goal is as a company. When they started okay, so out, they're, they're, they they're, they're, they're waffling and Gibson's and... just, they're both politicians in the sense of one's just straight full of shit and one's just. No, no, no. D- <laughs> this is forth. completely different than politics because my side is completely moral <laughs> and completely right, regardless of whatever they say or do. Yeah. And your side is evil and eats babies. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> nothing like politics. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, right, but, as, an, right. as a musician, I care about the quality of the instrument in my hand, not I how have, long the company's I, been I around. I own three Gibsons that are fantastic and... quality and came out within the last. Uh, so two of them within the last five years. That's good. I mean, th- th- here's the deal. I'm not saying all their instruments are crap either. It's just like in order for me yeah, to get but a decent Gibson ES335, catches a really bad... they want four grand out of my pocket. It's like that's not happening. Because people will. That's because the thing. Remember, Gibson it. makes thousand dollar guitars that are great. They're they're welcome to. Yeah. Well, that's true too. And people pay it, and that's 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 totally. Ian, fine I'm tearing. I'm gonna tear like I'm tearing your argument apart, man. I don't think. I think oh, you just I mean, have a personal I, thing I, I'm Gibson. only speaking for myself. I, I absolutely do. I'm only speaking for myself. Like, I don't. I wouldn't dare speak for anybody but, else. But, but from where but the I'm thing standing, is, it's though, like Gibson to me is like, why would you do this? But, and so to ask me on, to buy stock in a guitar, it's like, how oh, am I? Mute so him. Dumb. I know you're right there. I want you to. I want. I want. I don't want digital mute. I want analog mute. <laughs> All right, but listen. Hold on. Here's the I thing. I don't think though. I've ever actually hit Ian before, but today might happen. <laughs> Your less Paul okay. looks great. No, no, no. Okay, but listen, you're the thing is, is what you're over, what you're over here complaining about. They offer different models at different prices. 
you're just upset that the one that you really want is super fucking expensive and you don't personally see it being worth that well but, yes and no. okay okay yes. in, in ian's defense That's here let me, let me moderate this ian doesn't want any gibson guitar yeah other don't... than maybe okay. an es335 that would okay, be but, about it but the yeah. thing is Admittedly. is that they can do this because people are paying it oh i agree I agree. And that, that's, I, I mean, and, for them, they're making the, smart business choices. I'm just, well, the market has, they've, they've been able to see with the market, you know, when they had the giant price hike and everyone was upset, their sales didn't drop off. Right. People still kept no, buying they, them. They, they were just pissing and moaning and groaning about it, but they were doing it. 2015 is the only year Gibson's didn't sell. And that's when they actually made a guitar that people didn't want. Yeah. But it's just, wow. it's, I, th I just think that it's interesting. Was that the one with the Robo Tuners? Yes, that was Robo Tuner year. And, and the wide boards yeah, and all that stuff. Right. That's where Gibson yeah. sort of stands out, is, is they for years were a brand of quality and now are a completely, a completely different brand. And that's okay. That's I mean, a choice go, that they're making. You go on the internet, just and like everyone Fender. talks about the quality control issues at Fender's, at Gibson. That's, that's always the talking point that we all know. Yeah. But the thing is, is a lot of those people who say that haven't even fenders. bought a Gibson. They play squires, most right. of them. Or, and and the that's thing fair, is, too. Is that I just think it's, it's interesting. They go and they, they play this guitar that's been hanging on the wall, and they're like, well, there's a scratch. Well, someone could have done that. That's because it's a that, floor model, and everyone's picking right. up the Gibson Les Paul to play yeah, it. That's fair. Right. Like, like the whole thing is, I own three Gibsons. I've owned Hey, Ian, did you know few. Diaz owns three Gibsons? I don't think Listen, he's mentioned it like I don't five think you guys times understand. on this podcast yet. Listen... I don't think you understand. I own three Gibsons. I'm going to rip 100 a hole in your them, argument right here by saying that you not own three Gibsons. How many whole shares Gibsons. of Gibson guitars do you own, Diaz? Uh, all of them. <laughs> all, all of the, the shares of all three I, of the Gibson guitars that I own. I've I owned. I mean, this still so is a better. So I've owned two SGs, which both have been phenomenal. I mean, Ian, you played my SG, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's solid. Solid. Yeah. But so uh, I, I got to bring rein this back in, though, because the reason that I was bringing all of this stuff up was to, to make a commentary on them asking <laughs> Ian's me. like, can y'all spot me $20 so I can get it on this Gibson? No, it, that's, it, it's <laughs> so, it's so interesting to me that that kind of company is asking me to buy stock in one of their instruments. I'm not saying they're smart. I'm just saying they I, make quality instruments. I, I, I go back to comparing it to buying a, buying a stock in like how you can buy a stake in the Green Bay Packers. You can own one yeah. share. Yeah. I think it's like one of those symbolic share things more than it's a, like, it's a commemorative okay, kind of coin may, kind of a thing. Sure. That makes it's sense. It's not a, a it's real for like a for a fanatic or, yeah. But then they then they turn around and ask you for all this investment information. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, that's the thing. Is Maybe like because for a company that's gone up and down. Do you have to do it for down, like, like tax purposes? Yeah, if they're actually selling them as investment shares, which again is this that's where this is a weird scheme right. here. Where right. they're basically trying to sell a guitar and keep possession of it. Yep. That's basically what's going on. But this is to me, this is them tripling down on the new type of brand that yeah. they are, which is fine. They're just almost well, not being honest about it. Because they might be quadrupling down. Well, yeah. the other idea here, just throwing this out there, is if I own a share of this guitar and I can go into the vault at Gibson now when I go into Sure. Oh yeah. If they let you see it, or I'll pay five that's bucks to do that. Sure. Absolutely. Can you can you touch it? Yeah. 
Like yeah. if, if I can go back there and Mark Ignisi takes me back and pours me a drink and lets What's me like, play a Trini Lopez that's original yeah. and all that. Sure, like, I'll pay five bucks for that. Through a little like, practice like, amp in the background. I'm like, can I can I play it? Yeah. They're like, yeah, just for like five minutes and I like take my pants off. And they're like, what do you do? I'm like, this is how I usually play. I'm, right. I'm, yeah. I'm usually at home well, in my you, bedroom. You sorry, it, right? sorry pants all. constrain my thought process. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right. will not. <laughs> I will be unbridled. I just like to feel the resonance. I in, want to feel the art flow through me. Yeah. Thighs. Yeah, thighs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but for real, to re- reel this in. Um, this is, a, I would like to just announce, uh, I think we should start doing this with real guitars. Like we should just buy all buy $5 worth of a share of a custom shop and then flip <laughs> hey. it. Hey, and actually make me, money off these things. Send me fifteen dollars, okay. and you too can own yeah, three. Yeah, the, the, the thing that we're gonna need though is some temperature and humidity controlled warehouse to keep it in, where we none of us touch it for twenty years. Uh, that pretty much Ooh, describes most get, of my guitar collection. It's gonna get really <laughs> expensive having to pay a guard to sit by it twenty four seven. Right. I work from home. It's good. Um, no, we. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but for guitar players. We'll just ship it. I mean, it, it is one of those goofy things. If we wanted to start flipping guitars and we had inside lines on guitars we'd know would flip, that would be different. Like that, that would yeah. be buying an investment share, right? And and turning them around. But yeah. We, do you think Martha this. Stewart's working at Gibson now? Uh, find out on next week's podcast. I I would say I wouldn't be surprised if Snoop Dogg winds up at Gibson in the next three years because he's just hitting everything. Snoop's being is- real smart. He's already finished the game of right, life, and he's just doing the side quest now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's that's. He's like true. he's like Shaq. Like they're they're sleeper. Like they. Shaq it has been incredibly a... smart with his investments, um, and you just wouldn't know it if you weren't paying attention. Snoop's I mean, the same way. That's I mean, why I feel they get embarrassed this saying stuff. this, but I was watching Shark Tank and it, with my girlfriend like two days ago, and I just went online and bought candy from Maria Sharapova. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's for every product that comes on Shark Tank, we're like, oh, I wonder if that's a real thing. Because it was like an episode from like five years ago or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ago. Yeah. She's like, oh, I want to try this. And we went through every place in the airport, Salt Lake <laughs> oh, City Airport, nice. looking for them. Didn't find them. And so I was like, we were waiting to board our flight. And I just was like. Yeah. Do you remember All the right. one with Banton bagels? No, I don't. Oh, yes. Okay, they, yes, I do. They, they've got those at, my, at the Kroger down the they, road. Uh, didn't they do, didn't Starbucks buy those? I think that they like teamed up with Starbucks or something. I think they were offered in Starbucks. Yeah, for a while they were, I believe. All right, this episode's gone way over. All right, well, <laughs> thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank Ian for joining us. Thanks, Ian. I All appreciate right. also how genuine ch- that was. Is this your third appearance on the show? I think so. Yeah. Are you our most popular guest now? Oh. I'm wow. not most popular, just most reoccurring. I'm just saying, Philip Carter, he's got he's got your number. No, yeah. actually, Blake Wyland might have you beat. Well, I'll see you next week. All right. All right. Well, all right. Um, so also thank you to Big Ear Pedals for sponsoring this episode. Go to BigEarPedals.com. Check out. They've got some amazing quality pedals on their website that you can buy, and they'll send them to you. It's really great. I say this emphatically. The woodcutter is the best rat there is. It is great. It's it fantastic. It is the Phenomenal. best rat. As, as someone who is, just said that I'm not a big fan of them, I've, that's the woodcutter was great. Uh, yeah, but I own three Gibsons, so yeah. Also, speaking of owning three Gibsons, thanks to our patrons. I've owned four Saturn for, cars, so I know a thing or two about cars. 
I've owned Ford Saturns, so might be an I know interesting about comparison planet. there. Planet. Gibson compared to Saturn. Saturn isn't around either anymore. Oh, Oof. wait the the planet the the it Do was you remember a GM the cheap brand, plastic wasn't it? cars from yeah they yeah. bounce back. <laughs> All right, can we end the, can we just end this episode already? Speaking of bouncing back, let's bounce back into this. <laughs> Four Saturns and a Pontiac. Scott's Scott's track record is great. Dude. No, I'm even worse. I bought two Audis. Not, the first one wasn't a lemon enough. I had to buy a second one. Were they both manual? Yes. Yeah. Well, at least they were both manual. Yep. You know what they say? Fool me once. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can go to the, all right, let's end the dang episode, guys. <laughs> go go He's to the list. Don't interrupt him. It's got uh, all the stuff on there. There's a whole list. You can read it. I can read it. It's the Facebook group, the Instagram, the YouTube, the email, and the Patreon. And also a link to our sponsor. We're going to end this dang thing. See you guys. Bye. I was going to make a John Mayer lyric reference. Bye. But okay. I guess we <laughs> can end it here. Say goodbye, Ian. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, I love this episode.
And we are recording. When the fuck did we get ice cream? Did you get ice cream? All right, sorry. I get that out. <laughs>